me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to episode 278. Welcome to Whiplash, and welcome to a new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I'm joined by the cast, the crew, the band members. Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Also joined by the 4K bad guy, Nick. What's up? And Craig? Hello. What's up, guys? How was everybody's holiday weekend? Or month almost. Oh, it was good. Um, it was good. Come and gone, family. as I say. Zach, you you can't seem any more happy that the fucking holidays are over. You know, it really it, it's just me. It's just me and one family member. So it's you know, it really isn't that bad, but it's just amazing how time flies, honestly. I mean, hell, we're already halfway through almost halfway through January. So. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that. We just started January. Um, no, I, you know, I was talking to Nick about this earlier uh, Monday because we had a bonus episode on Monday night. Uh, I told him how it kind of feels a little depressed. The holidays are over. The music is gone. The lights are gone. The gift giving is gone. Uh, sitting on Santa's big giant lap is gone. Um, the countdown to the new year is gone. It just, it feels like now that it's over, it's just a little depressing. Back to normal life, back to regular schedule. For you guys, my Christmas tree is still up. My Christmas tree is still up too. I'm honestly debating about just leaving it up. Everybody likes it. You know, maybe I can add some pink hearts to it or something. You know, I can be one of them people. <laughs> Got my Halloween decorations still up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but. You know, welcome to a new episode. Today we are talking about Whiplash. If you haven't joined us on, on the social media, or if you've been underneath the rock, or if you uh, just don't know what we're talking about, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, welcome live on Facebook or Ema Swap Productions YouTube channel, uh, or you're, you're listening out in podcast land uh, on this chilly Wednesday night. Um, even, even over where you're at, Nick, in Texas, this weekend we're supposed to have some really Cold, cold weather. What about you guys? Same over there too. Um, yeah, I went on um, physical media hunting earlier, so it was kind of it was cool in the morning, but it got hot after a while. Mm. Just want to take my my sweater off and throw it in the street. There you go. That's some that. Supposed to be in the negatives on Sunday. For us, yeah, yeah here. Negative Friday, six. Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. Um. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. We're we're here to go. We got a new episode. We're talking about another good movie. Uh, if you guys have not joined us last time, we were uh, we had a live episode. We talked about our top five uh, plus five holiday movies. Um, you can find that episode and our the all the other archive episodes uh, on the social media: facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. X is at cinnamon 405 uh or the email is cinemen 921 at gmail.com um, those emails are important it takes me a while to go through them they do get read unlike the epstein files they don't get deleted though crazy so um but since it's been so long since we've gotten into it let's let's dig into little recent watches i'm not going to go through my entire list during the holiday season, but uh, Zach, let's start with you. Let's say you. What uh, what did you? Uh, you have anything that you want to recommend or get off your chest? Um, yeah, I just trying to do catch up for the final couple films I haven't got to see for twenty twenty three. I'll just rapid fire through them: uh, Wonka, Maestro, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, The Iron Claw, fantastic movie. Uh, the Sylvester Stallone documentary on Netflix, Sly, Candy, Candy Cane Lane, Ferrari, The Covenant, excellent movie if you haven't got a chance on amazon prime i'm so sorry you sent me candy cane lane you know it was a it was not my decision i'll just say that uh somewhere in queens it lives inside expendables for god awful movie god awful dumb money which was really fantastic 
um, Joyride, and I went and saw the new, I guess my first film of 2024, Night Swim. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, like I said in the, in the group chat, another bland, very by the numbers horror movie. So, mm. and staying on, staying, uh, watch Reacher and Monarch. So, is Monarch over? Last episode is this Friday. So, mm. so if I had to recommend stuff, um, I really liked Wonka, uh, for uh, the Covenant and Dumb Money. That's probably the ones that out of that bat, out of those bunch to check out. Nice, nice. Uh, what about you, Nick? You have anything you want to recommend that you got to watch recently? Recently, as far as theater watches, uh, I did see Iron Claw. Um, last night I saw, not that I wanted to see it, but <laughs> I went to go see it, just see it, uh, Aquaman. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I want both y'all's opinions because I haven't seen it. I don't think Craig went and saw it. Everybody's trashing on it. It's the last, you know, DC movie technically in the Snyder League. What do you guys think? Go, go ahead, Nick. Uh, um, it, it felt more like I was watching more of a Marvel <laughs> tone movie. They were going for the movie route. Listen, I I was going in expecting a complete utter train wreck, and amazingly, it it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. To be honest, so was it better than the Flash? I in, I enjoyed it more than the Flash. That the Flash is really like really just gotten worse as I think like as time gone as has gone on. Oh shit! So what about you, Nick? Did you did you like it better than the Flash? It's been a while since I've actually seen The Flash. But, uh, from, from the way it sounds, I mean, I've only seen The Flash twice, and if it wasn't for Michael Keaton Bennett being in it and me getting that nostalgia pumped into yeah. my veins, I wouldn't really care about The Flash. So, what about you, Craig? you have uh, any recent watches or recommendations? Uh, man, not really. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm all caught up on Reacher. Uh, again, fantastic show season. Yeah. <clears throat> um, went and saw Wonka. Uh, I ended up leaving a little early. Uh, Adley enjoyed it, but as we were going into Quail, you guys know how there's that um, like area with a jump, the trampoline. Mm-hmm. And they like strap you in, and yeah. So she saw that going in, and during the movie, just loud as can be, she's like. When can we go do the jump? I was like, Shh, like we'll go right now. Obviously, you don't want to be here, mm. but like leading up to it, she was enjoying it. But she just had her mind dead set on on doing that. So yeah. we left right when he met uh, the Oompa Loompa, and so I'll catch it when it comes out. But uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I, I think it it's very different compared to um, the the older one. Um, with um, Gene, Gene Wilder, yeah, Gene Wilder, but um, it it had its own flavor and it worked. I, I yeah. enjoyed how they how they treated it. So I feel yeah. like Timothy Chalamet kind of paid homage to Gene Wilder, <laughs> but did his own thing. So yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know if I'll obviously Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka is going to be tops for forever but um i do think it was worthy of a a redo uh from from tennessee so yep also joined by ed the bed hey how's it going folks what's up man you you recently check anything out that you want to recommend anybody uh i mean the only thing we've been doing we're still watching series here and there um the only thing we've really done is uh vampire diaries for a little while now so i mean if you're into that sure but not 100 percent, no mm. <laughs> um like zach I've, I've been trying to keep up and catch up on some 23 movies um salt burn is an interesting watch i don't know if anybody's watched it i've heard a lot about it so it's on the I, list i'm kind of scared I, about it to be i honest. went into it and uh it's just it's it's a fun slow burn of a thriller and then it turns into a wildly entertaining a24 vibes kind of movie so thanks for the heads up um, <laughs> maestro, anybody have any 
want to check out uh, Echo? I want to check out Echo. Yeah. That's the one with the kingpin, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I've I heard want... good things. I've heard really good things about it. Same. Um, checked out Maestro, uh, a good person, which is going to be an episode here soon. The Iron Claw, Expendables Four was trash. Oh. Uh, and then you know, I recently I've been getting into movie franchises. Um, I knocked out the entire Harry Potter franchise, Hunger Games, Terminator. Uh, I am probably doing Planet of the Apes next. Um, it's almost like a little franchise review slash physical media review that I'm doing for each franchise that I touch. Um, it's just you, one of those. What's that? Are you doing the Andy Circus movies or are you going to do the whole thing? I think I'm going to do the whole thing. I think I'm going to do all the original Planet of the Apes movies. The Tim Burton movie, and then the the new trilogy leading into the one that comes out in May. Oh shit! I forgot so, there. I forgot there was a Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. To be honest, every, everybody else did too. It's okay. So. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Zach. Everybody else also. We can talk some Golden Globe wins. Yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer's Dominated. won all the awards. Yeah. Uh, so did uh, the holdovers, Zach. Which you're, you know, you've been telling everybody since you went and saw that it was really, really good. Um. Paul Giamatti won something. But usually, if they win at the Golden Globes for the musical or comedy, they're probably not going to win anything at the Oscars. You think it's going to be a shame if that movie gets left out completely? Um, yeah, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, to be honest. Um, I do think Paul Giamatti and uh, Divine Joy Randolph, I think they are in the leads for their competitions. Um, just to just quickly go over just a couple like i like we said oppenheimer won the whole thing it won best picture drama best director nick uh christopher christopher nolan best actor in a drama cillian murphy best supporting actor robert downey jr and best score so five the other the most nominated film barbie only walked away with two they won the new cinematic and box office achievement award and um billy eilish's song won for best original song what was i made for um so yeah, I I had a I had fun watching it. I think Poor Things, the Emma Stone movie, really made a big surprise outdoing Barbie. Um, and on TV on the TV side, Succession and The Bear, The Bear did really good at the Globes. So yeah, I need uh, to watch I, I need to watch season two of that. I've heard amazing things about it. Uh, happy for for Jeremy yeah. with The Bear because it seemed like. You know, you see the commercial for it whenever season one was about to drop, and you're like, okay, it looks all right. You know, I might check it out. But yeah. then you check it out, and like Johnny said, he got hooked. I got hooked. We binged pretty much the entire first season. Um, so, you know, props to him. Really well done with, with his character in that, that series. Man, season, and, uh, season two is just as good. It's it's, it's really phenomenal. And the um, – I forget the actress's name, but the one that plays Sydney, she won Best uh, Actress in a TV – musical drama so <clears throat> so overall yeah. i kind of sets the plane for you for what, what's coming um i think everyone you know i think me you me johnny did we're on the oppenheimer episode i you know we won't be mad if that wins best picture at the oscars i think it's totally deserving of it so we'll 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 just have to see i just hope like a dark horse doesn't come out and win like fucking the poor things or something yeah so yeah we'll just have to find out so holidays are past us we're on to whiplash we're on to the best of 2023 uh which should be we, that should be an episode in march well it's, it's a fun little award show we talk about our favorite actors actresses best and worst of 23 um i think this is like our fifth best of award show that we've done in a row now so should be fun. Look for that episode come in March. But now uh, we're talking and kicking off the year with the year 2014. It's hard to believe that that happened 10 years ago this year. Um, so what better way to celebrate Whiplash and the year 2014 than by counting down and talking our top five 2014 movies. Thank you. 
right, guys. So we're talking top five 2014 movies. Um, I am going to rapid fire through my honorable mentions. And then I think I'm going to go just five through one. Um, Chef, Nightcrawler, and my official honorable mention is going to be Godzilla. So does anybody else have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm going to do uh, 22 Jump Street. Well, actually, the Lego movie, the first John Wick, the drop, and my official honorable mention, 22 Jump Street. Mm. Anybody else? Yeah. For, for me, it's going to be uh, John Wick, Edge of Tomorrow, and Ex Machina. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm going to just go through my five real quick. Number five is going to be Fury with Brad Pitt. Number four, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Number three, I had to fit an A24 movie in there somewhere, but number three is A Most Violent Year. Uh, number two is what we're talking about today, Whiplash. And number one, my favorite movie of 2014, Boyhood. So, uh, Ed, what about you? You want to you run through your five? We can't hear you, sir. Sorry, I forgot I did that. Uh, yeah, I can. Mine uh, kind of was a hard list to kind of do because there was a lot of movies I really liked in that year. Um, so uh, don't get mad at me about any of them. <laughs> uh, the Equalizer, I'm going to put it at number five. Number four, I'm going to go ahead and do The Hobbit, uh, The Battle of the Five Armies. Number three, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Number two, Godzilla. And then number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, nice. Good, good yeah. list. Uh, Nick, what about you? You have a five you want to share? My five. Uh, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show some off. <laughs> um, so, unfriended. Mm. <laughs> it's not. It's not the the best. But I mean, I, I like the the idea, and that was before they did that movie host from 2020. Yeah. Um, it's for a pretty cheesy movie, but I have a fun time with it. That stars Zac Efron. Mm. Uh, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, that awkward moment. Yeah, That's a funny movie. Um, I don't have it on me, uh, but um, why is it going going blank on that? The Fallen Our Stars, I think that's a pretty cool movie with Charlie oh, and William. Yeah, that is a good yeah. movie. I, I cried that year. Yeah, yeah, me too. I cried, bro. You cried, cried like <laughs> in the baby. theater. Mallory looked at me like, "What are you doing?" Like, I'm crying, bro. It's just it's sad. <laughs> got hit um my number two which has grown on me over the years um it follows mm. Mm. got this nice second sight release and number one is the we were talking about today the whiplash whiplash nice, nice. craig you want to finish finish this off or no zach's off to go too huh yep craig go ahead what's your five all right i'll, I'll go second or i'll I'll do it now. Um, number five for me is going to be The Kingsman. Number four for me is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three is going to be Whiplash. Number two, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. And number one, the movie that absolutely blew my mind, Interstellar. Mm. Good old Matthew McConaughey made your list. Huh? See? All never right, mind. all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, Zach, finish us off. What's what's your five? Uh, number five, Interstellar. Number four, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Number three, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number two, the one that we were talking about today, Whiplash. And number one, 2014's Godzilla. Is mm. Gojira? That is true. I did see that Godzilla minus one is getting a re-release in Japan in black and white. I know. Oh. And if yeah. it uh, if it does good there, they might They'll bring be, it over here. Yeah, a North American release as well. So, um, they should, should leave it. They should leave it uh, uh, subbed for us. That'd be cool. Yeah, a black yeah. and white Japanese subbed. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd, that'd be, be really legit. I can't yeah. wait till it hits hit till it hits physical media. Then you know it's going to be a, a day one episode. Well, I hope um, they do like both versions on the Blu-ray, uh, black and white and colored, like how they did Logan when it came out. Why don't you go straight to Criterion and it's like oh. sixty bucks? Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's dig into today. Today we're talking about Whiplash. 
Um, has a release date of October 10th, 2014. IMDb has it at 8.5. Rotten Tomatoes at 94%. The Metascore is at 89%. Um, with a $3 million budget, it grossed a little over $49 million. The box office uh, starring Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, Melissa Benoist, Paul Reiser, uh, directed by Damien Chazelle. And uh, a promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realize a student's potential. Uh, in all, honestly, it sounds like Palpatine and Lord Vader. Um, but let's let's dig into this episode, guys. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. Do you remember the first time you've seen this? And what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Yeah, I think I didn't see this in the theater, which kills me. I really wish I had seen this in the theater. Um, I think I'd seen this after the Oscars when, you know, J.K. Simmons won. And I think it won for Best Film Editing, I believe. Um, I was just like, you know what? It was one of the nominated pictures. Let me check it out. Freaking loved it. I, I you know, like I said, I kicked myself that I didn't get to see this in the theater. Um, and on this rewatch, I still feel the same way, you know, and there's, there's a lot about this movie that, you know, is awesome. So we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Same. I didn't get to check this out in the theater. I watched it, uh, just cause I knew it was being nominated and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Ed, what about you? Uh, the, I'm sorry. You said do what now? Is this the first time watch or do you remember yes. what it was like? Oh, first time for Ed. Yeah, man, I've this this is hella intense. So nice, Nick. What about you? Um, it was, it was my first time was watching on DVD. <laughs> um, first rewatch. It was it's always a pleasure. Uh, rewatching this way. This was what Blumhouse, not a side horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's fun. It's, Nick is a huge Miles Teller fan, so anytime we get a chance to do like a Miles Teller movie or anything, man, he, he gets to hop on it and talk about big old Miles. Big old Miles. I'm excited. That's his nickname. Yeah, Rooster. There you go. Craig, what about <laughs> you? You, uh, I remember you checking this movie out a while ago back. What was it like revisiting for the episode? Yeah, so, um, checked it out. Uh, first time like two years ago, I believe you guys were talking about it. Uh, you had did like a recent watch and I told myself I would check it out. Um, absolutely loved it the first time around rewatching it. I think I checked it out like the first 30 minutes, like a couple months ago and then just wasn't able to finish it. But um, for, for my second full time watch again, enjoyed it start to finish. I think this movie really has um, uh, it gives you a lot of depth and feeling between two people that you don't see in a lot of movies anymore. So um, it's, I think the, the chemistry between Miles and JK is a, uh, is pretty good. Yeah. And it kicks off right, you know, straight from the beginning. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, the movie to me is so intense. There's also some people who can't like watch it or finish it because the intense chemistry between the two is so much um, almost because of the character that JK Simmons plays. Mm -hmm. um, it is, it is very, very intense. And I'm almost wanting to say it's not for everybody, depending on what you think of a yeah. valid performance could be. Yeah. Well, and not just that. I mean, let's be honest. His, his character is almost um, manipulative uh, very abusive. So I, I can see why people might have a hard time watching this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a very deplorable character, but you know, at the heart of it, he's very much a person that he, he says this to Miles Taylor and all his, everyone that he comes essentially into contact to, he just demands perfection. And if you don't have permission, get out of his face. Otherwise he will like destroy you. <laughs> And I think like this whole like the first you know the first scene is you know with uh, Fletcher and uh, what, what was uh, Miles Teller's name? Andrew Neiman. Yeah. Neiman. Where he just comes in and he's just practicing it, practicing it. And he says, 
you know, what's your name? And they go into it and he says, you know, I'm looking for players. And it's just it, like right off the bat, it's just like he already insults him. It's just like, you know, your answer. He's for like, why'd you, why'd you stop? Yeah. Why'd you stop? It's like, did I ask you to stop playing? And your answer is just to want to start up as like a wind up monkey. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so we're just going off, you know, right off the deep end. Yeah, I mean, has anyone else played an instrument before, at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was in, I was in band and drums. Yeah, drums. What what did you play in band? Uh, the baritone. Baritone. (laughs) And then I I went to bass drum and and drumline. Okay, I mean, I was a violinist for basically seven and a half years, and I mean, dude, that. Like, a lot of it was, you know, wanted perfection and all that crap. But, like, I mean, I get I was in elementary, middle school, and high school. But, dude, I don't care. Like, don't put your hands on me. Like, you can go ahead and get mad and all that. Don't. But, like, in the scene with, like, uh, the chair throw and then slapping him for time measures. Yeah. That was just, like. Oh, like, you're hey, yo, a single tier guy, bro. You're, I'm about to have a stick through your throat. Is what I'm about to have. What do you guys think about the scene where he asked him? He wants to know some background information, and then he ends up just turning around and using that as like fuel fire. It, 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 yeah. It's it's so I've shitty. It, it's just you know you think for a second that he cares about Andrew and just like yeah, let me just get to know that my new student. No, it, it's really just psychological profiling to the mm-hmm. T and just using it against him. It, yep, yep. <laughs> it's horrible. That's why I was saying he's he's manipulative. The dude just he makes you seem like he's your friend, and ten seconds later he's absolutely tearing you down for everything you just told him. That's true. And the thing that like it's just baffling, but I, I'm really I'm doing it as a joke, but in all seriousness, it's like I never thought that J. Jonah Jameson from Spider Man could do this kind of type of performance. I mean, right? J.K. Simmons in this is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I put on here, and I want to get your guys' uh, thought on this. It was like, I feel like the the theme of this movie, and there's there's many things, but I think like the overall arching theme is how your love for some love for something can become like an overarching obsession in your life. Like you start to date um, Nicole, who's like the the popcorn girl at the, at the movie theater, and he literally breaks up with her and says, "Hey." You know, you're going to be in my way because I want to be the best, like in a very like dick type of move. You know, the whole movie is based upon how J.K. Simmons treats Miles Teller's character in the movie. But I almost feel like watching it this time around that Miles Teller, Andrew, was going to go down the path he was going down either way. Like I think he was gonna break up with a with a chick no matter what. I think he was mm-hmm. gonna ignore his dad at most times. If it wasn't if it wasn't Fletcher pushing him, then it was gonna be himself pushing him trying to get into Fletcher's class. Well, I mean, those montages where uh Andrew is just practicing and practicing and practicing to the point where his hands are bleeding and blistered and they it's like the incredible scene where he dips his hand in the ice water and you can see the blood just like take over going from left to right into the into the glass is like and the thing that like is daunting to me is that there are people out there that like would kill like would just practice to day 8 a.m to 8 p.m not non-stop and just just to achieve that level of not only greatness but just like sh- i don't want to say showiness but just like the ability to like they're they're, they're willing to do anything to get what they want it can definitely be a cutthroat society at times. Um, a lot of it is helpful as well, though. But, I mean, like, there are a lot of people out there that are just perfection-driven. Driven. I mean, you look at something like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and everybody's like, oh, that sounds so pretty, and it sounds so cool. And it's just like, yeah, but the work behind that? Mm. I, I, I Oof. It's it's incredible, and I mean, no wrong. It may not be like physically, as in like running or you know playing baseball or football or basketball, but 
it it it's it's a physical endurance of itself. Uh, because I mean, they're wrong. Like developing the calluses takes a while. Developing the musical knowledge takes a while. Like I I probably couldn't pick up and do what I was doing in high middle school, let alone high school, if I picked up a violin tomorrow. You know, I'm not saying I was great. I went to competitions and stuff like that, but at the same time, like it it takes a lot to to do any instrument. I tried to I tried trombone, but I don't have the lungs for that. So, well, and I know. think I think what what makes this movie I don't I don't want to say relatable, but like the very understanding is that this comes from a real place. Like Damien Chazelle, this is based off his experience at at Princeton. Um, Oh, when sure. he was uh, uh-huh. he was in a very competitive studio band, and the the Fletcher is based off his professor that he had during that time, and it, it is very it is very cutthroat. It's very in your face. It, he when you first see Fletcher come in in the first rehearsal scene, he almost looks like a drill sergeant in a certain way. Mm-hmm. How like, he keeps his clothes and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just demands, like I said, perfection and almost like in a military precision regimen almost type situation you can appreciate some of the lingo as well as some of the ways the uh like uh on on the uh sheet the paper sheets uh, or music sheets for that matter mm-hmm. you can appreciate a lot of that because the writing down and different things like that a lot of people actually do especially once you get once you start getting to more advanced pieces uh or or more advanced timings or more like it's incredible out there but specifically on some on some songs and i mean that's whether you're in a band like you know lincoln park or metallica or whether you're in an orchestra or a band that plays for a university or transite whatever it is there's specific ways you play some notes there's specific ways you do uh you know crescendos decrescendos and vibratos and all that stuff there, there's there's so many different ways that you can do it, but then on certain songs, certain pieces, there are very, very certain ways that you have to or else it doesn't flow right into the next notes. It doesn't sound right in this style. It doesn't do right in that. And I mean, there's a few musicians out there that can kind of do what they want and kind of do whatever, and it just is great either way, but that's very few and far between. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Taylor, like Taylor Swift. What, but what I mean, did you guys, go ahead. I was gonna, what'd you guys think about the scene where he comes in, they start playing, and he's like, Somebody's off pitch. Oh, <laughs> and he's going uh, through each section, and he's like, You know, he's tearing down this guy. He's that like, guy? Are you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elmer he's, Flood. He's more worried Don't about a happy there. meal. There's no Mars bar down there. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he's he's tearing down somebody who wasn't even in the wrong, but he doesn't want somebody who... Um, who doesn't you know. know. He, he says that he's like, he didn't know if he was off pitch or on pitch, and that's just as bad as as being off pitch. And and that's, but, that performance, that just that little performance where the kid walks out and it's just like a brief moment of silence, and he, like J.K. Simmons like pops a grin, it's like, for the record, he wasn't at it. He wasn't at a tune. You were. And it was just yeah. like, damn. Dude, that kind of pissed me off to the fact that like you didn't. You kicked him out. You got. You made him go through all that little bit of trauma, as well as kicked him out basically. But the little shit that was next to him that was out of tune, you didn't do nothing except for be like, yeah, it was you. Like but, really? Yeah, but, but that was his point though. Like if you can't, but if you can't, if you can't recognize unperfection then you don't even need to be here but at the yeah. same time like you're wanting to do that and i get that like I'm not, I'm not saying i don't get that part what i don't get is and what i was upset about was the fact that you kicked dude out because he was just like i don't know he wasn't you know, looking all that. up he was looking and, down that's why no he was nervous so he didn't know which one if he was yes or no so when he said yes I am, I was, he didn't know, so I get that. But then the little shit next to him that didn't offer himself up, didn't say nothing, didn't even go ahead and admit that he was out. Get out, you two. If I I'm going to sacrifice it's, him, you're It's next. for the scene. It's for the scene. I know, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> Ed, that Ed, 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 wants, like, bro. Ed wants perfectionist, damn it. 
No, fairness. <laughs> fairness. If you're going to kick a dude that you know wasn't out just because he was nervous and was just like, but maybe, yeah, maybe you know, he, no, maybe, but, he, you know. maybe he saw the same thing in the, the other guy like he saw in Needman. He knew just, that there was drive and greatness, but he, you know what I mean? So, just like in some of the companies out there, it's who you blow, not who you know. And yeah, that's true. So, who, who knows? Maybe that dude was given Fletcher a hell of a blowjob. That's true. <laughs> some, uh, of, some of the, the, the taunts <laughs> and um, just straight up belittling comments that he made to some of the players, though. Was it last yeah. was I mean, it was just like, did how giggle? do you come up with this stuff? Yes. It's like so, it's so bad and so demeaning that it was funny at times. That's true. I was going to ask you guys, did anybody feel bad for giggling a lot during some of the uh, insult scenes or lines? No. Yeah. You didn't feel bad or you didn't giggle? I didn't giggle because it just, like, it's that's just that character. Like, you, you know, you don't want to cross him. You don't want to piss him off. You don't want to play out of tune. It's just like, oh, then, you know, you know what you're going to get if you do. I like the scene where he's telling that one dude, he was like, this isn't your boyfriend. Don't come early. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's very. He wanted to be military, so in my eyes, it's just like half the time when he was insulting some of the uh, people, it was just like, "What are you, a failed drill sergeant? You couldn't make it because you couldn't get your dick hard or something like that." Like, what, what was oh, wrong with you? Oh, hey. Well, it's the same thing of like, what was wrong with him that you have to be that way to people? I get perfection and all that, drill but what's wrong that with way. your life? Uh, yeah. To a decent degree, once you reach, you know, white and blue flays, they lean up a lot, but why they expect be, a lot why, more. Why, why is it? Why is it got to be with color with you? He, he, there are five phases: red, white, and blue is through your basic training phases. Gold and black mm. are through your uh, AIT phases. That's, that's, that's real. He explains it in the movie. <laughs> he, he said, "Good job" is the worst. Two words that like the worst two words in English that you could ever say, because it, it it gives somebody the confidence to think that they have arrived. So with him being belittling to everybody, it was his way of like either you're you're gonna persevere and take all this and become great, or you're gonna see yourself out the door like the guy earlier. Mm, that's why I mean? we so don't hear a good job, Ed. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it is what it is. I like my ass patted every now and again. I bet you do. I'll, I bet you like an attaboy every now and then, don't you? Only if I'm in uniform. Uh-huh. Only if you... Uh-huh. If I'm in uniform, it's not, you know, it's not that way. Are you... you, you <laughs> oh! Playing now? Nick, what about you? You, you you're, you're a huge, mild... <laughs> yes, I like my ass patted. <laughs> 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 he likes the other boy too, a stiff boy. Right, what's the uh, the key and peel? He's like slap ass. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what they what they do in baseball, though. Can't blame the Dominican Republicans. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know what else. I know There's nothing a, else but slap ass. You're a huge Miles Teller fan. Is this the first movie that you stumbled upon with him in it, or? Um, no, it might have been twenty one and over, or. His little parts in Project X. Oh yeah, I forgot about Project X. One Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. He was the best. He was the best part of Fantastic Four. That's the only reason why I want to go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) And next week, what we're talking about now? Next week. Um, What was that movie he was in with Jonah Hill? Was it like Gun Runners or something? Oh, uh, War Dogs. uh, War Dogs. War Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good fucking movie. Next week on the show. Next week. Um, what about the scene where he, uh, Zach, you brought up where he ices his hand. What about mm-hmm. the scene where he keeps the three drummers there? Oh, and it's yeah. just not my tempo. Fast. Yeah, not my tempo. And it's just like a, you know. It's man. literally an insult fest for like literally five minutes. It, and it's, you, it's been crazy. You get Miles Teller's, his actual... Like orgasm face in that scene. <laughs> is that is that your favorite scene of the movie, Johnny? You gotta sell it. Yeah, <laughs> that's Nick's he, wallpaper. He should have won best supporting <laughs> actor right there. 
Yeah, that whole scene, I, I love that scene. Just it is a good scene. They're just switching around. Yeah. Sorry, you're gonna earn your your dance spot, man. And it like pisses him off that that I think it was Connolly that adjusted the seat. So, oh, that that's your problem. It's your seat. It's a seat, <laughs> so you can finally play. It's just like wow. Well, it's it's funny that he's able to tell within like the first bar that there's like okay, nope, next. Like you're either because... gonna get on it or you're. Dude, but you can hear that crap, man. It's just like I if know. you hear a remix or if you hear a freaking uh it's easier to tell an out of tune note than an actual in tune, you know what I mean? Well no, it's just the, the straight up like all he needs is like three notes to understand mm-hmm. that you're not on his tempo. Yeah. And yep. that's I mean yep. just the way he's like, okay, on my cue, one, two, three, ba 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 done, get next. That's like, golly, like you won't even let me get like two or three tries in a row to get this going. Yeah. I also love the scene where Tanner loses or gives his book to Nemeth and then Nemeth loses it. Nemeth. <laughs> Nemeth. 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 <laughs> Andrew. And, uh, <laughs> and the whole time you think Nemeth's going to get in trouble, but Fletcher's like, well, it's your responsibility. Why would you give it to him? Um, I kind of I felt for Andrew when he walked in the room the next day, and that that classmate was like, "Don't touch my book, you know. Don't yeah. look over here, <laughs> yeah. you know." One of the other scenes that is just like so it's heart wrenching. It's it's just I think, and some of it is just really the the editing of this movie is so damn good. Is where he forgets his drumsticks. He has to go all the way back to the car rental place, and he gets in the car wreck, and he he gets back on stage, and it's just he's dripping blood all over the place. He can't. His hands is like partially broken or whatever and he's just trying his damnedest to start playing and like Fletcher's looking at him is like dude no you're out just quit just quit trying to just quit trying to think that you're still ahead of the game when you're not did you touch my drum set (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering I was wondering where the stepbrothers was going to come in I was wondering (laughs) or who was going to bring it in yeah on my cue (sighs) Any flaws that anybody liked or probably did not like in this movie? I I can't think of any flaws in this movie, to be honest. Nick? <laughs> did you like, you like the Paul Reiser as the father? I'm a huge Paul Reiser fan. Oh, I love Mad are. About You. I can't tell. Yeah, if I like the dynamic there. <laughs> What's that, Zach? <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I, I really you got like the complete box set behind you or something. Paul Reiser's like anything that he's in, he's not like you know overly dramatic or he's not super funny, but he he's a good side character and a side. He's he's a good side piece, you know. Side piece. Yeah. First off, he plays a he plays a good dad. He can play a good uh um victim, like whether he did an alien or aliens. Um, you know, I think he's just a good side character that probably he, he's good sprinkled in here or there. So you want him to patch you is what you're saying? Yeah, almost like a berry pepper. <laughs> you know who I'm talking see, about. See, yeah, see, he, he, he wants an attaboy from him. See, yeah, that's what, he see doesn't how need to see, be in uniform then. You see how he's able to bring all that back around to berry pepper? <laughs> that that's a real guy. No, it is a real guy. You're right, but I'm just like yeah. Did you think? Did you know that he was going to come into this conversation? No, I did. <laughs> we're talking whiplash, and you're like, now we're talking about Barry Pepper for the first time in a long time. I think the last time we talked about him was Saving Private Ryan, like five years ago. So, uh, I w- I only brought that up because to me, after he. You know, it doesn't go good for him after the car wreck, and he tackles Fletcher. <laughs> to me, the 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 movie kind of just slows down for the final ten minutes until he meets Fletcher again in the bar. And I'm not gonna lie, the first time I saw this, I thought Fletcher was gonna drug him and rape him. What? What? Yes. I, I thought Fletcher. I thought he was gonna find out that it was him that said something, and got him fired from the you know the, from the school. And then I thought Fletcher was gonna probably not rape him. I think I just threw that in there for dramatic effect. But I thought 
he was going to like drug him or do something to him at the end of this movie. I thought it was going to be like a. He did. You just went off on the deep end on your theory. Yeah. I, I, I see what's your ending. I thought he was going to drug him and kill him or something. Uh, <laughs> but to me, it kind of it kind of slowed down dramatically because the first, you know, the first hour and fifteen minutes were so intense, to where the last thirty minutes it did kind of just drop off just a little bit for me. Yeah, but yeah, I think I, he, I think he needed that though, to be honest. It gave you a time to breathe and think that um, he wasn't going to be. Um, like they both took some time and they both have realized like okay you know we i we both understand our wrongs but in the end it's like dude i got you where i where i want you you're in front of everybody and that's you know he, he tells it to them he's like with one call you can either be a part of everything or you can fall on your face and ruin your shot and he knew exactly what he was doing so yeah. I mean, obviously he did movie shows well it, but. well and i think you know that is one of the worst types of revenge is embarrassment. And like, he literally gets, gets him on stage and says, you don't think I knew it was you that called. It's like, let's, let's just see. And then he doesn't have the right, you know, it's not the score, but like the music program, just where he could play. And so what you end up getting, in my opinion, is probably one of the best scenes of 2014 of the caravan scene where it's just, it's edited perfectly. It's acted perfectly. It's almost, it sums up everything that this movie was either trying to shit or was trying to say or trying to show through these two characters and that final look between Fletcher and Andrew of like, yeah, I think that's like, you've earned it is. And that's how the movie ends. I think that's just, it's incredible. So who got the last laugh? Yeah. No, I'm asking you who, 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 who? Oh, who do you think got the last laugh? Mm -hmm. I think <laughs> Nick. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> um, Probably Andrew, to be honest, because he literally was able to orchestrate the entire caravan sequence, just saying like, "Hey, I'll cue you in, and we'll, we'll, let's let's show this person who they're dealing with." Yeah, it wasn't even for sure. Yeah. Or are we all looking past the fact that it was actually J.K.'s character because he created the next greatest musician? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know technically. I mean, what if you know? What if the events for that were so traumatic? Neiman tried to, you know. Well, that's what he said. Either, either you persevere or you fall off. Like that's. You die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's the no one reference. <laughs> that's Nick Saban. Well <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that kind of, yeah, but that kind of goes back into what the scene where uh, Fletcher talks about a student dying and you think it's a legit can like this person died in a car wreck and he was supposed to be like this great Nick, the next great musician in actuality, you know, he took his own life and it's the realization of like the amount of perfection that Fletcher is willing to show, like, like you were talking Ed, um, it can lead people down a very dark path to the point where you know, you may not be able to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah. So. All in all. Uh, it's crazy. You crazy. guys think the, the Oscars got it right or wrong? Uh, best picture of the year. A lot of a lot of movies like this are memorable, but compared to like something that won that year, Birdman, like nobody remembers Birdman. I don't think any of us really want to go ever back and watch, rewatch Birdman. But when no, it comes to Whiplash, it's got great performances the music is catchy i heard craig over there listening to the soundtrack before we got on no that was me i was just singing it uh you know that's how good i am nick it's got miles teller in it which is this is an acapella one of the greatest of all time uh jk simmons so i don't know it, it seems like the oscars does that a lot well they're they'll, they'll have a movie win that's not memorable and then the movie that was memorable doesn't win I think out of I'm looking at the nominated pictures, Birdman won Best Picture, and I think out of all of them, Whiplash was my favorite. The other nominees were American Sniper, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, and The Theory of Everything. Yeah, yeah. 
So I probably say Who either. Who wants to watch a movie about a guy in a wheelchair? <laughs> hey, we can't talk about that anymore because that man did some terrible things. He did some terrible things. He was Jesus healed and got up out the wheelchair and molested some people. Good. <laughs> All right, well, that's the theory. Everything the director of the uh, podcast. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't even get out the wheelchair. He lot. found his theory of everything. <laughs> wow. I think, in retrospect, if this, this <laughs> if these Oscars were done, I think it would either be Whiplash or Boyhood that would win. To be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are two worthy films to be. Yes, winners. Yes. But don't lie, Johnny. I know you have a uh, bird made on Blu-ray in your Oscar collection over there. I do. And it was a Michael Keaton movie. I'm not saying it was terrible, but it's just not memorable like this one. Yeah. No. I thought Birdman was going to be like that, a movie based off that TV show on Adult Swim. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Yeah. Mm. That's what I thought it was. That's why it was that's so a, disappointing. That's a blast from the past. I haven't heard that show in like 10 plus Honestly. years. Welcome to my train of thought. My train of thought. Man. <sighs> um, favorite what? scenes? Oh, what'd you, I mean, does anyone else have any thoughts about the, the finale of the film? The Just the caravan sequence? Nah. I mean, it Nick. just... Yeah. Just... Just like it shows, just how um, you know they they both wanted to prove their point to prove you know he wanted to prove that he was destined for greatness. J.K. wanted to prove that he wasn't um, you know that guy. He couldn't be the greatest. They you're not that guy. Yeah, you're not that guy, pal. And you know they they both came to the realization that you know. Uh, it's like you being as stubborn as you are and you being, you know, as perseverant as you are. We, Even though we both hate each other's guts, we both pushed each other to a height that we weren't at before, you know. I think I think Matthew McConaughey should have played Fletcher. <laughs> doing a right, recast? We're going to play something sweet now. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing about Schaefer College is... Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was I thought they they probably made a cool recast of those. He's not alive anymore, but Arlie Ermey. Yeah. Oh, dude, that. Oh, yeah. He was good. Maybe we need to write to Chazelle and have him remake the movie with McConaughey. See what that was. What that version. I'm, I'm telling like. you, McConaughey is better in everything. God's not dead. Be better if Matthew McConaughey was in it. Sound of Freedom. Be better if Matthew McConaughey was in it. Blue Steel. Be better if Matthew McConaughey was in it. You know, I'm just saying. Gran Turismo. Let's let's get behind that fast car, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, be sitting there bumping his chest like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, hey, here's the tempo. All my tempo. <laughs> Not quite my tempo. Oh, hell. That's not all right. <laughs> the eyes of whiplash are on you. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. That's yeah. what episode needed. You know what? And instead of doing Goodwill Hunting tomorrow, we're starting our Matthew McConaughey year off. <laughs> No, let's uh, let's get into some favorite scenes then. Nick, we'll start with you. Do you have a favorite scene? It was mentioned earlier um, where Neiman has to go back and find his folder, gets that wreck, then comes comes back and tries to perform. Mm. He looked like Zach Gowan after getting beat up by Brock Lesnar trying to perform. Uh, Ed, what about you? You have a favorite scene? Uh, I mean, I guess I'd go ahead and go with the uh, the one scene where he like throws the chair at him and all that. That 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 shows an intense or 
exaggerated, I guess. But yeah, I've been there, done that when a, a music teacher gets frustrated at somebody, and it's always kind of awkward. You throw the chairs at people. Negative, negative. Uh, I've never seen that. I, I've I've seen someone be told to go to the principal's office that they're done with them. But oh my God. that's that that's the most extreme bigotry. Uh, damn! What? <laughs> Craig, could you imagine little Joe Paterno throwing chairs at big ass football players? <laughs> I don't want to imagine little Joe doing anything. Jo- little Joe Paterno, like oh you didn't line up right. Get in the showers and meet me in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so bad. god well this is the series finale i just want to <laughs> chad nice. Henny, you, didn't, you threw an interception oh wrong university never mind yeah that's crazy jesus christ uh zach what are you you got a favorite scene uh probably the caravan finale and uh not my <laughs> not my tempo two two really great sequences so I'd have to agree. I would say the ones where he's going through the three uh, drummers and uh, yeah, not my tempo. Uh, I do like the scene where you see just a very good flash of um, the father and son going to the movie theaters, the milk dead and popcorn scene. Yeah. I know it doesn't, you sit there and you don't think of it being a, a perfect, you know, uh, an important scene, but Andrew's like, why didn't you tell me that you didn't want him in there? You know, he's like, oh, that doesn't bother me. I just eat around him. And right there, that scene shows you that he's okay with just nitpicking around what people tell him and what he's always been brought up to kind of be not bullied into doing things, but that scene right there, he's, you know, he's fine with whatever anybody throws at him. Well, that kind of goes also into the family dinner scene where you have the two uh, brothers who are like football champions or whatever. And he's just sitting there going like, you know, you're- it's division three. Yeah, well, it, it's also like this is going to be the best part of your life. While I'm going to go on and do something incredible. Yep. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Craig, what about you? Favorite scene? Uh, man, there's a there's quite a few of them. Um, uh, man, uh, the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean, just any time. Yeah. He's he's just going ham on them for for not being on tempo or um you know the the super uh oh um intimate scenes where he's like right in his face and 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 just kind of like belittling him it's it's all good stuff um it is so, it. I mean, it it is it's good stuff to me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally dug it i was like yeah yell at him no, um, but yeah, just wow. those scenes in general. Craig really likes to make people cry. So. Yeah, yeah little bitch, so. beat on the drums faster. <coughs> <coughs> nice. Uh, let's get to nice. it. <laughs> Star rating, one out of ten. If this is the first time you guys have checked us out, one be an absolute shit show. Um. 10 in uh, as pitch perfect as can be. So uh, let's start with Craig. You finished us off last. So kick us off this time. What's uh, what's your star rating for this movie? Yeah, I'm going to give this a big old 10. Uh, really enjoyed it. I think it's um, um, it, it, the movie flows very well for being what hour 45, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So um, flows really well. Um, you look up and you're already like an hour into the movie. So um, there, there's really no complaints on timing. There's no complaints on it being slow. There's um, a lot of complaints on timing. Yeah, well, good one. <laughs> hey, but um, um, but like, I mean, there's there's not really much to nitpick about this movie. There was really only three or four main performances. They all did really good. Um, the soundtrack, the score, the, the chemistry, the acting, it was all top notch. And for a movie that only needed three, what, three million or four million? Three million. Three million to make. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great movie about a musician trying to be great while also struggling to have to deal with a, a, a 
composer who wants to be great as well and doesn't want anything less than perfection. So, yeah, yeah. I wish he didn't treat Nicole the way he did, and you know he could have hopefully gave her the drumstick before he let her go. Um, <laughs> That's Superwoman. Be careful. It is. Um, I'll, I'll go next. I'm going to give this movie a ten. Uh, I'm the exact same way. It flows. Um, you know, the, the movie is so high pitched and so intense. Um, it's just, it, it flies by. And, you know, I can't believe this movie is celebrating 10 years this year. And uh, it is, it has definitely lived uh, a good 10 year life. And I think this is one of those movies that you will continue to hear and see and talk about maybe 10 years from now again. And uh, performances that'll last a lifetime. So great movie, in and out, 10 stars. Nick? Um, to one, no, it's a, it's a ten, obviously for me. Um, this is probably, uh, if not my favorite Miles Teller film out of his whole filmography. Um, awesome performances from Miles Teller and J.K. <laughs> so everything about the movie, uh, even those intense, like <laughs> the whole movie, it's kind of intense. Nice, can feel it. Uh, Zach, what about you? Uh, yeah, following the train. 10, 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, easily, probably the best movie of 2014 if it wasn't, you know, preference. Uh, really well made, really well edited. I'm surprised that Chazelle didn't get a Best Director nomination for this. Uh, two great performances. Um, yeah, I, I do agree that, you know, 10 years on, we remember this. We remember Boyhood. Um, I'll even put American Sniper in there. It's just weird that the it's fun to go back and look at the Oscars and see what what they got right, what they got wrong. This is definitely one that it probably should have got nominated for a lot more things. It should win a lot more things. Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, I agree. If they re-release this this year in honor of its tenth anniversary, I I'd love to see this in the theater. So. I'm gonna have to go ahead and do a. Uh... Uh, nine out of ten for that matter. It was a good film. Uh, very intense. Very, uh, I think, commanding of your attention when it needed to be. Uh, definitely, uh, a lot of the things were really, really cool to see in it. Uh, how they, how they did different things like uh, notations and all that good stuff. But yeah, where's nice. the flaw, Ed? Oh yeah. Where's the flaw that you didn't get Where's that one flaws? point? Why does there have to be a flaw? Why does there have to be a flaw? It's just because we demand perfection. And you're out of tune. It is what it is. Deal with it, you know? Whoa. Uh, uh, not, not that Craig's out of tune. Craig was fine. Craig was perfect. <laughs> but Zach was great, too. It was not quite your temple, was it? No, nah, man. No, I, I agree. If if if, uh, if the man was there, maybe it would have been you know that kind of tempo. But yeah, it it was good though. It really was. What if Jack Black played Neiman? Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! That's a very different I, version of School of Rock. Oh my God! School of Rock. Oh Jesus. <sighs> That being That's... said, next week we are starting our uh, Robin Williams movie trend. Next week, January 17th, we're going to be talking Goodwill Hunting, Robin Williams, uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Uh, next week on a new episode of the Cinema Movie Podcast, uh, we'll talk Goodwill Hunting from 1997. Um, so, that being said, uh, any other final thoughts on whiplash before we get out of here go check it out it's on netflix right now so yeah and good and so, goodwill hunting is on a uh, max so go max it up. max was hunting next week um yeah so anybody else got any final thoughts on whiplash negative ghost rider all right guys that's it uh, thanks everybody for joining. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Next week, new episode, Goodwill Hunting, right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.
Ed's not my tempo. Nine stars. <laughs>